What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? And take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Dream Factory. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode we can read out and discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one film idea will qualify for the next stage, where it'll be shredded into tiny confetti and spread across Britain's larger roads and public transport infrastructure. And do you know why, John? Because our humour is so dry. Ah, what? Uh, It's so dry that it will stop the wetness that comes oh, from snow. Great. Our humour is so dry and, and wry that we're better than salt. I don't think I can do dry and wry. I'm Joel, a man who puts the sacks in transaction. Don't check it. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has never eaten an entire pie. Instead, he carries around his own personal metal straw, ergonomically shaped to fit his dainty French hands, and sticks it into pie crust and drinks the filling, leaving the pie crust entirely encased yeah. and what's that's fine you know that's a yeah, way to eat a pie but what's you. really a disgrace is that sometimes someone will have a pie out on a shelf and you'll drink the entire insides and walk away and they won't know until they go and cut that pie for dinner it's completely empty the perfect crime it, i think you'll find yeah you're a criminal uh you're a wanted man you're a wanted man mm, i was in the wanted and i'm a man <laughs> who was in the wanted no one knows anymore exactly so we can start that we can all claim now. to have been in the wanted <laughs> Just got my hair cut. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, cool. Different hair. Another Shorter sweatshirt, hair. though. Shorter hair. Uh, another sweatshirt. <laughs> Shorter hair. Another sweatshirt. I had that thought I always have in the hairdressers, which we've covered before, but a yeah. long time ago. So new Still listeners wa- won't know that every time I have a haircut, <laughs> I worry that my hairdresser is going to die midway through. Yeah, you think? And the point at which I worried about it this time, mm-hmm. I was looking a lot like Jimmy Neutron. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a shame. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not wishing death on your hairdresser. Or maybe just like a illness. I don't know. what. I, I was thinking today, if she threw up on my back, what yeah. would happen? Would they wash off my back mm. in that sink and then someone else would cut it? Or would they shut the, shut the shop? It's difficult to shut, know, isn't it? Shut the shop, mate. Mm. Um, yeah. Let's, 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 Is barbicide good on vomit? Who knows? This one's from Johnny. <laughs> in Bruise, two assassins are sent to Northern England. Where? Northern England. In Brews. Brews. Oh, like, like a, a brew. cup of tea. Like having a brew. Oh, there's not a place in Northern England called Brews. Oh, good. And they just have cups of tea on the run. I've yeah. seen In Brews twice and I can't remember anything about it. But yeah. people really like it. It's a great film. Is it? Yeah. So 
the plot of In Bruges is a guy did a bad thing and he goes to Bruges to hide. Does that ever explain why? Uh, there's two there's two assassins sent oh. to Bruges. Bruges to do a thing and he, it, uh, it transpires that one of them did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he keeps thinking about it. Yeah. Because yeah, when you do a bad thing, you never stop thinking about it. I imagine. Because uh, as two men who have never done a bad thing, we just... Well, have you seen the reviews for this podcast? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, throw me into the sea. Here's one from Martin. Welcome to Merlin. Arthur and the Round Wait. Table never actually existed and aren't part of history. And they're, in fact, the creation of Merlin the Wizard's imagination. Oh, I like that. But he's not a real wizard. He just thinks he's a wizard in charge of all of these little folk that are made out of maybe plasticine. Pla- oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. don't want to be too similar to Welcome to Marwin. What, what are they made out of in Marwin? Plastic scene. Uh, it's no, a plastic they're, scene. They're... Is that where the word plasticine comes from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, in Welcome to Marwin, they're like uh, action figures. They're like Action Man or G.I. Joe, as the Americans would have. Oh, yeah. They like that, don't they? Yeah. Um, whereas here, they're made of plasticine. Arthur's Round Table, Lancelot. Can you name any of the other knights? So not appearing in this film is is that's the uh, Monty Python. Who have you in the Holy Grail? They go so lots a lot so da da da, and then so not appearing in this film and it's a picture of a baby in a in a knight's outfit. Oh, that's fun! It's, it's a oh. bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. Uh, they, were good, they were good for bits of. Fun. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's our pool quote for the uh, for the for the DVD cover <laughs> of the Holy Grail. Good for bits of fun. <laughs> Dream Factory. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> Um, I was when you said welcome to Merlin. I was thinking, is this some sort of advert for the collection of theme parks in the UK? Also under very the good. Bracket, also very good. Um, Legoland, Thor Park, Chessington. I do you know what I'm a big fan of? <laughs> I don't. The Merlin parks, fine. Take them or leave them. Yeah. I'm a fan of the second tier theme parks of the UK. Drayton Manor, yeah. for example. I love those guys. They're such. You just imagine them as like plucky little uh, upstarts just yeah. getting by. Terrible roller coasters that people I imagine die on regularly. Yeah. Yeah. There was one in Margate that was called Dreamland, which is now a gig venue, and it's reopened as a theme park. And the story when I was a kid, now this, I don't know if this is libelous, but the story was that there was, so there was a looping star roller coaster that did one yeah. loop. The story was that it went up, got stuck, and someone fell out at the top upside down. No. Now, that's just a story. I'm not saying yeah. it's fact, but a lot of kids believed it. And the theme park did shut down. It wow. also had, and still has, the world's oldest roller coaster, I think, made entirely of wood. I'm not happy about that. It's a different. The rules are different in Kent. Yeah, you can basically, you know, do what you like. And the rules are different if the theme park moves. Apparently, you have what, a fun from place fair. To play? Oh, a fun fair. Yeah. Oh, I I had a really harrowing experience in a fun oh, fair once. Oh gosh. Um, it was so. It was called this. I remember it so well. I was probably about ten. I would have been ten because I'd just come out of my cast for my left arm, which had broken. Great context. Um, the listeners are wondering, which point in Joel's <laughs> life story was it? If they've got the book, they'll know. <laughs> Turn to chapter four. <laughs> anyway, I was in the Sidewinder, and it was individual cars on, on like eight or ten arms that stuck out right right up in the air. So um, great big beam going upwards, and then almost like, uh, if you imagine a Catherine Wheel firework yeah. like that, with a different arm box on the end of each arm, and you sat in a two back to back in each box yeah um with the the classic harness over the shoulders i started going around that just came up <gasps> it just the harness just came up and we were just no. rattling around in the box it was absolutely oh horrifying so you'd like hit one side of this little metal wall and then it would swoop back around and you'd fly to the other side so it was really terrifying um, one time I was a, in a Spanish theme park called Porta Ventura and I was with a guy called Phil and um, it was the cl- the clamp down harness thing you're talking, yep. the U-shape, goes yeah, over yeah, your yeah. 
centre, your mid-drift. Mm-hmm. And um, as it's going down, he just goes, uh-uh. And I turn around and I look at him. His arm's in the middle of the the U. So, like, he's kind of like... And what? So he's, he's just hold, clinging on by his arm? He's kind of in the... No, well, I mean, it's still clamping on his mid-drift and stuff. Oh, he's okay. Just I like, thought just his arm was through it. <laughs> no. All, so his arm and head... Uh, so he's, he's essentially... It's like he's clamping onto one side, but it's still holding him down. Mm-hmm. And he looks... And it, the whole way he's like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know what to... I can't stop this happening. And we do the whole roller coaster and he's mm-hmm. he's broadly fine. But my favourite bit was as we go out, we go past the photo thing yeah. and we see the photo of us and he has the audacity to turn to me and go, John, you look so stupid in that picture. <laughs> Two more theme park stories. <laughs> uh, number one, I had a similar thing with the clamping in stuff, uh, Thought Park once. It was the ride where you sit in it. <laughs> you know the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of the two that are on the left when you go in that aren't a roller coaster, like Vortex and there's another one. And it, you sit in a long line and you sort of swing back and you almost go upside down, but you don't go all the way upside down. Yeah. It's a big swing. Uh, and all you have is a little bar across your waist, nothing on the shoulders, which is frightening in of itself because yeah. you just sort of lean forward and there's nothing holding you back. And a guy came and sat next to me and he was a larger gentleman. Uh-oh. It's a pretty big guy, and he couldn't get the the thing to clamp down, and so three members of staff had to come and, and readjust it and take it out to its absolute optimum, like furthest it would go out, and it just about hung on. And he, I, I spent the entire ride terrified because it was not like, fit for purpose, and he was just cl- you could see his knuckles white where he was just holding himself into the ride. Oh my god! Horrifying, horrifying. I was just convinced at any moment he was going to fall out. Uh, second theme park story. <laughs> I was at one of these aforementioned second tier, actually, no, this is more sort of third or fourth tier wow. um, theme park in Essex. It would have been near Clacton-on-Sea. And I was absolutely going for it. I was having a big kid's day out, right? I'm talking ride donuts, ride some sort of French fry, ride slush puppy. I thought donuts was a type of ride at first. Like uh, no, so boat. I go on a ride, then I have 10 donuts that you get at theme parks, you know, the hot and fresh donuts. Yeah, yeah, Then yeah. I go on a ride, and then I eat some chips. Then I go on a ride, and then I have a big slush puppy. And I'm on the chair swing at one point, yeah. and then I come off, and then I have my big slush puppy. I, would, I, I probably did like a litre of bright blue slush puppy. Good. And then on this next ride, and as I remember it, it's a pretty rubbish ride, but you just sit again in a big line, and there's like rows and rows of you, and you just sort of jut up and down, like, mm. quite vigorously. And <laughs> I, I mean, there was a tornado brewing in my stomach. Yeah. And I just started vomiting, bright blue slush puppy vomit. Everything was bright blue, just fucking tons of the stuff. And I was throwing it all over myself on the person in the row in front, on the people to the left and right of me. And my sister would have been about, she was about four seats away. I don't think we had, and there weren't mutual friends in between. And she just started screaming and crying and just going, stop the ride, somebody, <laughs> God, stop the ride. And I was just like, this bright blue stuff was just like flying out of me all over the place. Very exciting. And then my nan took me into uh, the ladies' toilets, undressed me and cleaned it all up. Ah. I was 19. This one's from Stuart. In a post-apocalyptic world where temperatures soar, will you be brave enough to venture to the only place you can chill? The hills have ice. Ice. The hills have ice. Because it's it's a hot te- post-apocalyptic world. The hills oh, that's have- good. So, like, you're going... It's, I, mm, yeah, it's, it's like a... And the message is an environmental one. Oh, uh, clever. Uh, uh, and this is me now talking, not Stuart, just for the record. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's got a great message. And a family live on top of a mountain and uh, recycle. That's good. Thanks, mate. Mm, more recycling on this podcast, I think. Well, yeah. we fucking recycle some of the ideas. Um, <laughs> how about this one from Tom, who is now, I think, a fully-fledged friend of the podcast. Yeah. He's contributed for a, a number of weeks. 
I mean, he is actually a friend of mine from childhood, but this is the only way we communicate anymore, yeah, really. Good, good, good. He's gone for Raging Hole, which he said, it works as a pun if you say it in a northern accent, like Raging Bull, but I don't know if it does. Ra- raging Hole. Raging Hole. Nope, not having it. <laughs> so Raging Bull is about a boxer. Yeah. What do you know about Hull? It's a city. Mm. I don't know much about Hull. I it's am the ignorant. City, it's, a city, it's the European city of culture. Yeah. Mm. So maybe mm. the rage in this is some sort of um, interpretive dance. Or maybe like the people of the hardworking people of Hull are annoyed that all these like floozies have suddenly shown up and put art exhibits and stuff around their city because apparently the, the floozy count in Hull has gone through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> you can't move for floozies up there now. I don't know what. Floo- I've actually not noticed many floozies in London anymore. They've all they've migrated. All gone, they've all migrated to Hull. <laughs> you can't. The thing about floozies is you can't tie them down. They go wherever the culture is, and at the moment, it's all in Hull. So many think pieces about the great floozy migration. So you think there's lots of good, sort-of-the-earth, hard-working people in Hull, and they've popped out one day to get a pint yeah. of milk, and it's a cat cafe now. Yeah. And they're like, these fucking floozies. Yeah. And, and there's like a floozy versus sort-of-the-earth mm. war. It turns out in the end, they've got more in common than they realised. Oh, yay, yeah. everyone's a human. Um, just to say, they go out for a milk, and the thing that they realise is they get to the counter of the shop, and they only have alternative milks. Hey, alternative milk's going to become so popular that milk's going to become an alternative milk. Hey, that's my hey. hot take. That's just a hot, look, uh, that's just a hot, it's one of my hot takes. That's why you listen to the podcast for some sort of Joe Rogan smoking weed with Elon Musk expose. Mine is milk will be the alternative milk in 17 years. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What about this one from Barack? I like this one a lot because essentially they've given us... Is that Obama? No, it's B-U-R-A-K. Okay. Someone actually fights a hundred duck-sized horses in a horse-sized duck. Oh, good. It's it's like the final act rather than the title of the film. They always ask that question. I'd like that as a title for a film. Um, Because that's (laughs) a question you get asked in a lot of job interviews, right? Yeah. Would you rather fight um, a horse? And the answer is the small things because you can just kick them. A hundred, though, mate. Mm. I feel like this is well-tread uh, territory. Yeah, though. it depends It depends how they come at you. If you're mm. in a hallway, then, look, 
bear with me for a second. Yeah. If you're in a hallway and they're coming towards you just down a hallway, yeah. I'm going to kick them back all day long. No, what, no dramas. <laughs> I, I don't care if, if they scream, if they shriek, I'll just keep kicking them. Keep kicking them. I don't care. I'll watch them die. Just watch them crumple and break their bones. But How I, big is this hallway if it's going to allow for a horse-sized duck? No, that, 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 <laughs> no because I haven't picked the horse-sized duck. Oh, I so the, the venue is based on the... Of course, absolutely, of course. <laughs> um, whereas, if it was a hundred horse, duck-sized horse... No, just one... Horse-sized ducks. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was in a courtyard with maybe one? four plus entrances. Yeah. And they're coming from all different angles. It'd be tougher. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be harder. I'm not saying I wouldn't win. But the the horse-sized duck... Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> it's, you'd sort of think it was the end of days if you saw that. That's... Although a plague of duck-sized horses, you could also... They'd be quite cute as well. Maybe mm. you could train them. Oh, Hello, that's good. Here we go. And are they? What's so? One horsepower is one horse. I wonder what, how many a hundred. It's probably like a couple of horsepower. So you could get them mm. to pull sort of a sled. <laughs> what? Like I assume in this film, like some sort of scientist. Mm. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big time. Is it like the fly, and he puts a hundred ducks in one side and a horse in the other? That's good. And they cut, they switch, and that's what happens. Yeah, nice. And then, does it, which brain does it have? Oh, very good question. If someone presented you two ducks and said one of these has the brain of a horse, would you be able to tell straight away? Yeah. Well, what I'd do is I'd hold out a slice of bread in one hand and a sugar lump in the other, and see which it went for. That's what they eat. <laughs> Isn't it? You don't think a duck would go for some sugar if it was offered it? Maybe he's never been offered sugar before. No, it wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the duck's tongue situation is, but I can't imagine it would lick up a sugar lump. Whereas it would just go peck, 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 peck on a lovely little slice of bread. And also, <laughs> I'm actually giving it a, a slice of Mighty White, which has probably got more sugar in than a, a bloody sugar lump. Am I right? This isn't some sort of five seed whole grain situation. I like the idea that you say the film is actually called Someone Actually Fights a Hundred Duck-Sized Horses and a Horse-Sized Duck. I've just realised this isn't a question about it. it. This scientist has to fight both. Mm. And I think that it's called this and it's an hour and a half about how it happens. And then the final sequence is just the scientist running at them, fade to black. <laughs> just like livid audiences yeah. everywhere. Wait for the sequel. Yeah. Apparently there was The that- sequel actually takes place five years after the event as well. You never see it. I'm pretty sure that I haven't seen it myself, but that, that isn't that the plot of one of the uh, Liam Neeson films where he's supposed to fight a wolf in the snow? Isn't it lots of wolves? Grey uh, The Grey. I think it's the Grey. Are you sure it's not called Grey Man? <laughs> grey Man. We don't know. We've got no yeah. access to the internet here. Yeah, so, so we'll it's have like, to assume. It's either called the Grey or it's called Grey Man. Or the Grey Man. It could be the Grey Man. Um, but, oh, but yeah, and I'm, pretty sh- I'm 90% sure, once again, no access to the internet to verify this. It, the whole film is just teasing that fight and then the final shot is him running happen. towards the wolf. That's fun. Which is in the trailer. That's a bit of fun. What about this one from Anthony? Tron flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm. I'm a big fan of that. That is good because Tron does seem like it could be something that would happen inside the mind of a patient from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Ooh. Hmm? How, how about that? Nice. It's pretty deep. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, oh, wait. Yeah. I like that. And it's like. What about John flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you in a hot air balloon. Me in a padded white room. Hang on. For, for the listener, we are literally in a padded white room. We're literally in a padded white room. I've never realised that before. Why is that room? Why has this room been designed to look like it's I have no in some sort of asylum? My bedroom. Yeah. Why do you do that? <laughs> what? Why is that door only locked from the outside? <laughs> I would say, is it fun? Like, is it this guy in an asylum? He's 
imagining Tron and everyone says that he's crazy, but we as a listener know the film Tron happened. Yeah, we know Tron's real. He's sent to an asylum because he... Because he, he knows about Tron. He's like, I went into an arcade machine. I know you didn't. No one goes into arcade machine. I did. Tron. Yeah, get in the padded cell. Record your podcast. <laughs> or, or he just knows about the film Tron, and that's enough. But no oh, one but else no does. one knows about the film Tron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I think it was a pretty major release. <laughs> Maybe he's in like a country that refused to broadcast it, like Borneo. <laughs> Borneo didn't broadcast Tron. Famously, and mm. we haven't got the internet to verify no, that. No. So we'll have to we'll have to assume that's a fact. This is good, uh-huh. isn't it? We're, because we live in a world of, no, of post-facts now, you can basically just say anything. <laughs> oh, they didn't show Tron in Borneo. Why? <laughs> didn't like it. You going to check that? <laughs> Don't. If you check it, what you read, that's not true. What I say, that's true. If we were a powerful enough po- podcast to have listeners that were you actually You'd actually get Tron banned from Borneo. <laughs> or just at least change the Wikipedia and IMDBs to claim that in the trivia There's section. no one in Borneo... <laughs> The, the the nation of Borneo denies the existence of Tron, and we make it so convincing that then we. But weirdly, set, they had the sequel. We set up we set up a Kickstarter to get the film Tron to Borneo. Brilliant! <laughs> Do a big promo. We try to sneak it in. <laughs> we smuggle the the film Tron into like they got one copy on DVD into Borneo. <laughs> the, the twist being that they don't give a shit. No one cares. They're like that's a, that film's thirty years old. <laughs> we just don't talk about it because it's an old film. <laughs> Guys, Tron. And now it's time for our weekly segment, Pippa the Pips. You said that I was being too mean about Pip on this podcast because he's well, actually done a lot to help us out in the past. He's a lovely man, and he's. I always, really like him, but it's yeah. just um, the, the thing about recording a podcast in a room like this is that you don't fear anyone when you're recording. <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff you have to edit out. Yeah. Some of the things I just said about the people of Borneo <laughs> that you would have edited out. <sighs> Yeah, I was just. I realised the other day that you've made two quite serious allegations against mm. him. One, but one you said last week about where he sent us, where he put the suggestions on his torso. Yeah, not torso. No, that's if somewhere else. I mean, it's not that big. <laughs> the other one, which I think is much worse, was the allegation immediately after he left the studio to record with us that mm. his beard was fake and he stuck it against the wall. That. I stand by that because <laughs> you can't. It never rustles on mic, <laughs> does it? You've got to wonder. You've got. <laughs> we don't have to wonder because we were there to witness it. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Bird boxing. Oh, just fighting each other. <laughs> Little sparrows. I'm imagining like um, Looney Tunes style animation birds, if that helps. That, that really does help. And they've got big arms and an anchor tattoo. It's on. just cockfighting, mm. which I imagine happens where Pip's from still. There's a, do you know what? There's a weird Kent versus... Well, I don't know what's happening here. I don't like there's this a, No, Stanford, there's a weird Kent versus Essex rivalry. But I haven't got the internet to disprove you. So I'm from Kent and Pip's from Essex. Yeah. And there is a rivalry that exists between the two counties. And the rivalry seems to be built on the fact that both deny that they're essentially identical in terms of places. Everyone else's opinion of them in the rest of the UK, they don't care. They're basically the same place. In my head, Kent's posher. No, but there's posh, that's what you think. But there's posh parts of Essex yeah. where the cockfighting doesn't happen. Um, mm. well, all I'm saying is that it's probably some sort of I, I, I'm imagining Pip probably attends maybe doesn't compete in some sort of illegal cockfighting ring <laughs> again again I haven't got the internet and he cannot refute that because we're in a padded room yeah and to be fair he has he has the right to response on his podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah he does <laughs> I'd love it next week. Now, before I start I my like, interview yeah. with Richard E. Grant... <laughs> yeah, there's been a few <laughs> allegations thrown around recently. No, I, I, look, I, I say, send me a video of you tugging on your beard. Send me a video of you tugging on your penis. Send me a video of you not at a cockfight. You can do that all at once. 
He could. Why? <laughs> need a quite. A, need to film it from quite far out. I imagine. Um, shall we do our own film ideas? Please, can we? Uh, do here's mine from me. Cool. Can you ever forgive meme? <laughs> what happens, John? Is yeah. I do a meme of you, maybe on TikTok oh, or somewhere, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really insulting, and it goes viral. It's absolutely enormous, and people start recognizing you in the street. And I say, John, can you ever forgive meme for making such a horrible meme? Ah, oh, I like the idea that you do it against Pip. <laughs> Good. I mean, yeah. Okay. 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 I, I'm I'm willing to like just really crack on with this beef and see where it goes. And maybe a rap just battle. A one way beef. One way. Yeah. What is a one way beef? Did I? Well, this is it. Veal. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. It, eventually, he'll get to a point where he's so frustrated he'll come for me. You think? Yeah. In the night. Or he'll just send you a, a text saying, "Mate, this is embarrassing." Yeah. Please. I, or just a cease and desist. <laughs> he'll get his lawyers to get in touch with me about the beard thing. <laughs> Which one do you think you'd be most protective of, of all the allegations? The fact that he runs an illegal cockfighting ring, <laughs> the fact that his beard isn't real, yeah. or that he sends lewd pictures to podcasters. <laughs> that he corresponds it's with It's the beard podcasts. thing, isn't it? It's the beard thing. I think so. Mm. How about this one from me? Carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> That's my favourite one. When I wrote that, I was so happy with myself. That's so good. That's so good. That's it. That's done. We finished the podcast. 79 weeks. Thanks, everyone. It's been a, been a wild ride. But that's it. We've reached the summit. The summit of Mount Dream. Innuendo-laden rock biopic featuring the music of Kansas. Yeah, we didn't need to... We know. We absolutely know. It's brilliant. Barbara Windsor. Just full-on... Stadium, stadium rock, yeah. And then a, a top pops open. Pop, like, that's, yeah. I think that's what happens, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I can't say carry I've on seen, camping. I can't say I've seen well, I've never seen a carry-on on. film. Yeah. I just Carry on it. up the Kyber. Carry on screaming. There's plenty of them. Keep calm and carry on. Uh, that's brilliant, mate. I mean, there's Thank not really you. much we can do with it, because I, I don't know much about the music of Kansas or their no, story. No. And neither of us have seen a carry-on film, but bloody hell, what a title. Thank you. We'll get it sold on title alone, and then we'll get someone else to write it for us. That's how all the best best uh, film guys do it. Ah, oh, all oh. the film guys. <sighs> um, anyway, we know it's the end of the show because there's a knock, knock, knock at the studio door. And entering the studio is the band Kansas yes! to record, uh, I don't know, a new song for the film we've written for them. Oh, John. Hello, mate. 79 consecutive weeks. Oh, 79. Um, a, a good number, I'd say. Mm. Mm, one of my favourite numbers. Good year. Oh, fine. A lot yeah. happened in 79. Did it? Mm, two years after the Silver Jubilee. Yeah, People any football knowledge? From 79? Yeah. Football didn't exist then, mate. No way. Not until the Premier League. Is it no. pre-football? It's pre-football, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 1979. That's interesting. And so when football was invented... swing in 70s. When football was invented in 1980, they all made an agreement to pretend that it had been happening for hundreds of years before. Yeah, and they've made a fake history for it and stuff. We never won the World Cup. That was just agreed by some people in a boardroom. I'm really ill. You did all right then. You did did quite well. You did a good 25 minutes. My my throat has shredded to bits. I've really been doing the night nurse. If night nurse want to... Get involved in this podcast, mm. please do. You shouldn't you shouldn't drink it for more than three nights. I'm at four. So who knows what happens tonight. Ooh, big night, mate. Night nurse. All right, let's go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener